Okay, get your pens and papers ready or your notes section in your fingers and thumbs ready. <laughs> I have a girlfriend who always talks about how she has hammer thumbs and she messes up her voice memos. But here we are, hammer thumbs and all, and we are going to have a masterclass today from Shanda Sepner. Yes, she is hardcore with intention. She has so many resources for you to not only change your life, to multiply your legacy, and to truly do so with the premise and the foundation of my man, God himself, Jesus Christ. And it's beautiful. And so I know with the real estate information that she's going to give you today and business and life and hope and all these other elements, especially the cycle of courage and how to get confidence connected to competence, you're going to be blessed. But if you are not fully present on this one, you're going to have to listen to it like five times over. She's going to tell you how she literally crashed, had hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt in 2008, and how she is set up to potentially buy multiple multi-million places, houses right now in Puerto Rico. Yeah. You want to do that? You want a private jet? You want to get the dream? You want to understand and be able to steward and help other people? Maybe not to that extent. Maybe that doesn't really get you going and it's not about the finances and that's the biggest thing about who she is it's about the way that you can help and multiply the kingdom with your good works and ultimately by your courage that's how that's going to take place it's no different than how jesus stewarded his life while he was here he was courageous and so i hope that this not only inspires you because inspiration is great motivation is awesome but it's activation that we need more importantly than anything. We need drive. And I know that as a driver, learning from another driver, I have to have leaders and leaders are so critical. Shanda is that. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that it multiplies your dominion here on earth as it is in heaven. And ultimately that you get connected to her so you have access consistently. All right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Fit and Faith podcast. Be sure to follow, subscribe. And if you like the show or you want to share it or you want to look back on the prophecy that she just left it in January of 2023, be sure to tag us so she can share it out. Appreciate you, Shanda. Thanks again for being here. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie-cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. All right, all right. We're live and in action on the Fit and Faith podcast, and I am so excited to have a girlfriend that I'm calling girlfriend for the first time officially, but I have been following her for a very long time, and so it's an honor, Shanda, to have you here. Thanks for hanging out with the Fit and Faith community. Yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you for inviting me. 
And I know you're in Puerto Rico right now, which is where some of the challenge who you guys have heard from before, not necessarily on the show, but through Clubhouse a lot we hang. So it's a space that I am taking a retreat of women to next year. So I'll have to have you pop over and pamper you up for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll have to let me know when you're here. We, we split our time between here and San Diego, but, um, but it's, it's more and more attractive to just be here. <laughs> yeah. I get that fully. I'll actually be there in San Diego next week for an opportunity that's super unique. I get to do the invocation and the um, benediction for a friend's retirement. So that'll be an interesting speaking engagement. That's not really a speaking engagement. (laughs) But I want to talk about you, Shanda. I want to hear about even that transition. Like I know there's been so much backstory. And while you're in the forefront of the media world in a lot of different ways, um, as a speaker, a coach, a teacher, an author, a podcaster yourself, how did you get to this space? And what was the messy success story? Because that's really where I love to start. And then we get into some details for those entrepreneurs in the room. Yeah. So are you wanting the messy success story of how I got here or the messy yes. success story of how I got to Puerto Rico? <laughs> uh, I guess there's probably multiple, right? It's all a little messy. There's no perfect. There is. This is real life. <laughs> I is. think here. So I, I, and I've actually discovered that a lot of my friends are in the same boat that um, I really am an accidental entrepreneur. And <laughs> um, when when I started embarking on just creating a life for myself and a career, it was really in corporate America. And um, there's something that triggers me a little bit when entrepreneurs talk about how corporate America is not a great place. And I'm like, if you've succeeded in building a business, you actually have become corporate. And so it's just, it's so interesting how much we judge like someone who owns a jet or somebody who owns a Ferrari or somebody who has built a corporation. And I think we all just need to watch what we say around things like that, because ultimately, whether you want a jet, a Ferrari or a corporation, if you're working really hard as an entrepreneur, you're moving in the direction of wealth and freedom and then owning owning a jet makes sense. Or um, maybe you want a Ferrari for the weekends because you just are feeling a moment in your life that you've held a lot of pressure and you just want to have more fun, you know? And so it's just so interesting. So this whole journey has been a complete accident. I I tried to try my hand at corporate America and I, I did pretty well, but um, but I wasn't happy. And I realized I wasn't happy because... I like to play the role as a CEO. I like to be the visionary. And much like many visionaries, we think we know better. And sometimes we (laughs) do and sometimes we don't. Yeah, to our detriment. Regardless in the moment, we feel like we know the best. And and so it was frustrating for me in corporate America because I I couldn't, you know what I mean? I couldn't really go to the level that I wanted to go to. So that being said, um, I fell into coaching. I had a total spiritual moment and heard an audible voice in my car for hours driving from uh, Arizona to California. And I should really talk about this more, but it, it kind of can freak some people out because I literally <laughs> sure. thought that I was going to be put in a straight jacket. Wow. And I, I was coming in and out of not consciousness, like this type of consciousness. Right. Cause you're driving, but I understand. Yeah. yeah. But like, who am I talking to? You know, like it was, it was just incredible. And I promised the voice of God that I would 100% try my hand at a product, a program and, and basically coach people. I didn't use those words, but basically advise people on how to make money. 
And if my friend Robert would help me do it, I would do this program, but I just wanted God to stop speaking to me because it freaked me out. And, and I was <laughs> I'll follow suit, but please stop. Yeah, it's so fun. Today I'm like, I'm in my prayer closet going, reveal yourself yes. to me. Where to go, you know, like, but back then, louder, like, please, louder. Because <laughs> yeah, back then, I was doing, um, you know, I was, I was now I'm deep into scripture, but then I was, I was really into scripture and A Course in Miracles and thought that I was hearing from God when I was holding an amethyst, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and not realizing mm-hmm. that those crystals mm-hmm. and those things are portals mm-hmm. and the portals bring demonic and angelic. And the truth is, is that we are, have dominion over angels. And so not to go too deep into it, but I was, oh, playing not a girl. <laughs> I was playing in a realm. I had no idea I was playing in thinking that I was all in for God, but not realizing I was opening up doors all over my life. And if you looked at the fruit, the finances looked pretty good, but the relationships were a mess. I mean, I remember the guy I was dating left me in a parking lot twice and I was just goo goo over him. Mm -hmm. Like as if you ever want to marry the man that leaves you in a parking lot and forgets (laughs) you, you know, like just so we yearn for the bad ones. So misled on so many different things going, what's wrong with me? Why am I mirroring this in the world? Like it just, there's so much in spirituality that has you um, almost just take responsibility for demonic sources in your life versus going, no, I have the power to say, I'm going to have the relationship I want. I have the power to say that I can have the type of money that, that I'm called to have and, and not let anybody make you wrong for the fact that you have a drive. And that drive was knitted into you when you're in your mother's womb and you need to go after it. And just because somebody else doesn't understand it, you know, you got to go after it. So the messy look is a lot of people pouring into me saying, you stand too straight, so are you pompous or egotistical? Uh, and then I yeah. shove my shoulders down to, you know, something. The reason why you're attracting these bad relationships is because there's something wrong with you. To finding scripture and and just saying, you know what, I found stability. And I remember crying when I finally read a lot of chapters in in the Bible, and I started to cry because I said. This is the best coaching I have ever, ever seen in my entire life. And I couldn't believe it was always available, but I couldn't see it. You know, that's so so good. I hadn't even thought about utilizing it. I mean, obviously I lean on it every single day and and especially in business because I did it the wrong way before and that didn't go so well. And, and so now it is really a bedrock, but I've never thought of Jesus or God, like in that regard, like he's coaching you right there. It's so good. Four thousand scriptures on making money. Come on, more than faith yep. and more than prayer. Yep. You know, money and is the word. Yeah. So um, Jesus, the most incredible leader. Like, if you could lead like that, you wouldn't have a team problem, so right? Good. If you could see people like that, people wouldn't they wouldn't disappoint you because yeah, you wouldn't have a customer problem. Like none of those it. things. You're you right because you would know how to love people well. And so, but if we don't study it, what we do is complain. Right. So anyway, I'm here today. I launched my first program. I was doing real estate at the same time as launching this program. Um, and, and really, I just it was a process of opening up before, you know, the real the real landslide started to come. And I think we're probably in one of the beginnings of our biggest growth factor right now. 
So incredible, which if you guys don't know, Shanda, she's got, she's a mogul. Her company is a mogul. I get her hardcore messages in my texts all the time. And most of the time I delete those immediately and don't read. But when it comes from Shanda, I'm like, Ooh, what she got for me today? Cause it's always gold. So make sure you even, if you don't do anything after this podcast, get on her text message. Cause it's worth it. <laughs> right. Pocket coaching. There it is. And it's, it's amazing what you've been able to develop. And I think the the quality that I talk to a lot of people about, because they want to know why, right? You have all this energy. You It seems like all the fruit is ripe, right? And there's this thing about magnetism when we're rooted in our faith. And I think that you're such a magnet. And so I want to know, like, as you've been walking this thing out and and knowing that magnetic energy can also be exhausting, how have you managed to maintain that magnetism and energy. I actually don't, I, I actually, and this is what makes conversations like this really fruitful is like, I, I just had a conversation with, um, with our house manager and actually Kim and Tom and my husband. And I said, you know, um, I, so I haven't had the exhaustion thing for a long time. And, um, and I, and I don't say this for any other way that my, my give, even when I'm launching a campaign it like I, the way that I win is truly not thinking about how much money we're making. Like we did, we did a big challenge in June and that was the month I moved to Puerto Rico. So I did the challenge, packed up our house, moved to Puerto Rico. And it, like, I can honestly tell you that I was at about a three stress level and I pretty much, I mean, like, and you'd think I should be at a 12, right? Yeah. I wasn't yeah. fighting with my husband. Amazing. I wasn't short with my son. Um, but, but all of that to be said, there's things that I do in my calendar. Like I take the last week of every month off and, and that's the week I moved. Right. And so like I actually picked up and left. It was the day after I finished the challenge and, and the first about second week of June, it was like the recession kicked in. It was like all of a sudden it was, you know, the choo-choo trains going and it hit, it hit the, the cement right. wall right. and everybody company's going, you gotta, you gotta give abandoned ship, abandoned ship. Like, like don't make this offer anymore. Like nobody's fine. Yep. Yep. And I kept saying, no, 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 this is kind of this. I wasn't saying to them, this is a Jesus moment, but in my head, I'm going, this is a Jesus moment. Like have faith and not have, yes, the Bible says have blind light faith, but I think people misunderstand that. I'm not just hoping hope is what gets you going again. Mm-hmm. I am in the work doing the work. Like I said to our team, like our house manager and the challenge, I said, you know, God isn't giving you as our child or you're thinking about, forget about God for a second. You would never, if you had two children and one child, every time they got into trouble, fixed it, figured it out and landed on their feet. That's the child you're going to give the keys to. But the child that, that is irresponsible is lazy or is inconsistent all the time. I know I'm being a little harsh all, but, but listen to me, but you can change all of it. I was the girl with, that was a great starter and a horrible finisher. You know, you can change all of that by really focusing on your leadership, but, but like, who's God going to hand the kingdom to? Yes, it is your inheritance, but with all love and respect, if you can't get yourself to do the hill repeats, when you said you were going to do the hill repeats, Come on. then, 
just not getting the keys. So you can pray all you want. You can hope all you want. Hope will get you off the, off the middle of the living room floor so that you can stand back up when you're walking through a hard moment, but it's not going to bring in the wealth. It's not going to bring in the, the, the ultimately healthy relationship. It's not going to bring that in because you have to show up in a way that, that you follow through and it can be totally messy because Jesus died on a cross for us, right? They can be totally messy, but you cannot sit there and say, okay, I really want that opportunity to grow a business. And then the most amazing business coach stands in front of you and says, I know how to help you. And you say, yeah, I don't think it's time. I'll do it in a couple months. You're not ready. Like you're not being obedient. So true. And I love, you mentioned leadership briefly, but I want you to touch that for them a little bit deeper because I know that it's something that's really important to you. And it's a part of how you, you steward the people that are coming in who say, are there objections or they don't have the finances or their husband won't or wife won't let them, or there's, you know, all the bajillion of objections. You talk about leadership in their life and that being the precursor to activation. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with you if you have either let yourself down or I saw a great quote uh, just the other day. It said, if you're a successful entrepreneur, then you failed more times than you've won. What does that tell you? That tells you that they like you, you should only be in the middle of the living room floor in the fetal position when it's something so devastating, like you've lost a child or you've lost a spouse or, you know what I mean? But if it's money, it is totally replaceable. And you might say, that's easy for you to say, Shanda. No, no, you can Google how to make money. I mean, you can keep paying people like me and I'm happy to help you and lots of other great people, you, right? We're, We're all happy to help you. But the thing is, is that you can Google any strategy to make money. What are you actually looking for? somebody with good leadership to lead you. Yep. That's actually what you're still trusting a human. Even if you're reading an article, it's by a human, right? Google's created by people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm really big on leadership because every time I find my, like I can have all the faith in the world, but if I can't get myself to risk, which is courage, because competency and confidence don't come before courage. I have to have the courage Right. And, and I think, by the way, right now, this podcast is a really great moment. This, this message is a really great moment. And that is that I think the one of the greatest wealth I will ever see and possibly depending on people's age, they will ever see in their lifetime is coming up next year. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling people to at least have 25 to $50,000 in your bank account. Yeah. Like that's it. Like, and so people are like, whoa, that's a lot of money. It's not. You could sell three $10,000 days with you. Yep. Oh my yep. gosh, nobody spend $10,000 with me. No, that's not true. You got to stop stopping and say, there is a way. There is a package. There is, I don't care if you've, you've been successful at something. There's something. Gardening, um, you know, my hairdresser, I say to her, you should have people pay for the whole year up front and give them two haircuts yes. for and she yes. goes, but then we give them a haircut for free. It feels like I'm working for free. I'm like, no, no. What you can do with that money by having all that cash is multiply it, is multiply it. So you, you want to look at how can you be generous and how can you find ways to create cash injections in your life so that you can be in a position January of, of next year where you can play in the real estate market. I think I, I don't have a crystal ball. No, nor do I want one, but, <laughs> but, but you, um, 
you know, I think, and we'll see if I'm right on this. I think the first quarter of next year, there's going to be a bunch of really great families that people have lost their jobs. Okay. And so we are in a recession any which way you want. So you can get fearful or you can get fierce. And I'm going to recommend that you get fierce right now because, but you have to realize that people are going to get laid off and there's people in your family who are going to need you to lend them money. Okay. Like it's, it's coming and it's not a band aid where it's going to be over in a couple months. We've got to run in front of us. But what that means on the flip side of devastation is if you're determined, you can create insane amounts of wealth. So I think the first quarter of next year that there's going to be all these people that have beautiful homes in great neighborhoods, real estate, location, location, location. Instead of having the mindset of I'm going to go live way inland because I can afford a bigger house. Think the opposite. Think like a wealthy person. I'm going to get into the best neighborhood I can. And if you've got 25, 30, $50,000 and you have good credit, if you got bad credit, guys are all welcome to message me. I will give you my credit guy and they will fix your credit. Bankruptcies, foreclosures, whatever. Clean it up. They're, they're trusted. They did my credit after 08, right? Because I lost it 08. Yeah. And so get your credit in check and get some cash in the bank. You were living without this cash before, so don't spend it. Let's focus on just creating it and putting it in what I call a freedom account or a slush account. Don't let your financial advisor lock it up. Have it liquid. I know you lose about 6% on your money if you're not, don't have it invested, but you're going to make more than 6% on your money. You're going to crush it first quarter of next year. And so what I recommend is you look at like all, like we're pulling deeds right now, which by the way, you can Google how to pull a deed. Like Google knows all of the tactics, right? And so you can literally find homes of people who need you to be a blessing and you can go give them twenty five, fifty thousand $50,000. You could take some of that money and pay up their, the rears of their mortgage, which was built on a great interest rate. And you can either assume their mortgage if it's assumable, or you can have the owner carry the house and you can still have the title and the ownership of the house, which means you control it and you can get the tax breaks on the house. I live in Puerto Rico, so I don't need the tax breaks anymore, but anywhere else in the world, including Florida and Texas, you still need the tax breaks. So I'm just saying to you guys, get smart. Okay. Like learn, get smart because I help people make millions of dollars a year and what it takes is for you to get out of your own way. It yeah. takes leadership. Yeah. This doesn't take a lot of leadership. This takes, we need a, we need some money. We need some money and we need you to have faith enough to put it in account and get ready. The deal will show up. Don't let the money burn a hole in your pocket. Do not chase crypto if you don't understand it. I am in mm-hmm. crypto, but, mm-hmm. but, but I do not recommend chasing hopes. I recommend that you keep your hope alive And you keep praying for God to show you, but I recommend you get into the real estate game first quarter of next year. So who am I going to give my house over to and trust? Somebody that's got decent credit. So you run your credit and you just do a proposal, right? You can, you don't even need a real estate agent to do this. You can do it, right? There's how do you do, how do you do a lease option? It's called, there's so, you know, there's, I recommend everybody get into a real estate investment group. In your area, and they have these. Yeah, I was gonna say they have these so local that you can literally shake yeah, hands with these people. Just yeah, to it's learn the language. So just yeah. learn the language. 
right? Just learn the language. I did that in the real estate market before it crashed last time and did well over a hundred million dollars in real estate sales. Okay. And so what I missed is the preparation. I lost my homes at that time. And when the market is sliding, the banks don't, they're people, they're bankers, they're people. They don't short sell. They don't do, so there's going to be all these people who are stuck and the banks will not take their homes unless it's straight foreclosure. And so you're going to be able to be a blessing and you're going to be able to get, just take this as prophecy. You are going to be I able mean, to- I'm like, I cannot wait to clip this in January of next year and be like, Shanna told me this is how it happened. My husband's yes. going to love this podcast because we have several properties now and it's, we're looking in that multiplication mindset. And I think yes. fear often triggers people into being completely stagnant, totally frozen because they're hearing what the media is saying and what everything could happen, might happen, is happening, and they yeah, just every, stop. Every and you can't you hear, stop. Every time you hear fear, think finances. Yeah. yeah every so time good. you hear fear, think finances are going up. And you want to be in the group that's going up. You know, here in Puerto Rico, there's a place called Dorado Beach. And it's like everybody pays cash for their homes. Like Sarah Blakely's there, Jesse Itzler's there, like all the crypto guys are there. Like they're all there. Like Ethereum, like they're all there, right? Because of the taxes, right? And so nobody uses mortgages there, okay? It's very rare that a house is mortgaged. The agents are like, it's, it just doesn't go down here. Everybody comes here. <laughs> I don't need it. Let so. me tell you, I just saw a house drop 4 million bucks. Wow. And by the way, you can times that by six. In the last three weeks, I have seen homes drop 3 million, 4 million, 5 million. We just saw a deal that there's 7 million sitting in it right now. And we're sitting there going, wow. no, this way. We'll just wait. <laughs> it's going to be more. It's going down. Because everybody's, everybody's willing to take our deals right now. We're thinking we're lowballing, but everybody's willing to come to the table. And we're like, yeah, no, it's not ready. It's not ready because people are seeing it. So remember this, the wealthy are smart with money. Pay attention to what they do. They buy low, sell high. When everybody's buying and every, and every agent saying it's just going up, it's just going up. That is the absolute wrong time to buy. It is to buy when it crashes and it's crashing. Mark my words, it's crashing. Even it's on the coast of California. Fit and Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it. And I know, I know there's like this element of the people listening who might feel like they're on the other side of this equation, right? 
but they don't have to be. That's the biggest element that Shan is literally giving you the, the golden ticket right now. She's telling you, you don't have to be there because we have a runway to prepare. And she also teaches about 50 ways to infuse cash in your life right now. She does this all the time. You guys can get access to it, I'm sure, on any of her YouTube and, and social media channels. And it, it's not stuff that is is not possible. It's literally yeah. possible. And I know that we talk about like we serve a God of possibility and you can think that there's friction between the PJ, the private jet or the person who is doing it. But if you're listening to her heart and you're listening to the backstory, it's not done off of faulty education. It's not done off of stepping on anyone to get there. Y'all, yeah. she has just in the last 24 months given away nearly a half million dollars just out of giving. And so you have to realize that the good people who have good money can create good in the world with the multiplication that she's talking about. But if you're not prepared for it, you're always going to have that scarcity mentality and you're going to get stuck in that place that we don't want you to be in, that we don't want to be the ones handing out to you. We want to be handing alongside you. Yeah. So good. It's so good. And it's just, um, get, get, get in the right rooms, get in the right neighborhood. That's all. Like, I think everybody should be writing that down paper and putting it up on the wall, get in the right neighborhood. And if you do own a home right now, if you can get money out of it to leverage, um, because it's just paper money, it's not real. Equity is not real unless it's in your bank account. And so, you know, we pulled a million dollars out of our house in California and, and, um, I mean, seriously, it's just like, I'll take that money. People are like, but what about the interest rates now? But what about what you're going to make off that money? Like you, you just have to have people around you that are not afraid and they're fierce, but they know what they're doing. It's really important. And it's interesting at any point, Shanda, did you ever feel like the people who were in your vicinity weren't the risk takers? Like, were you jumping into those groups prematurely or younger than everyone else in the room? Or like, how did you go about doing that? Because I feel sometimes when I'm even having conversations about NFTs or crypto or real estate, people are looking at me like they're cross-eyed or I'm cross-eyed. And I'm like, I need to go look in the mirror. What's going on right now? And getting in the room is an investment. So, um, so I'm not, so like, here's a vulnerable moment, right? So, so you don't have to know everything. So NFTs are not something that I have studied yet. And so, and I, I prioritize my time. So I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, I chose crypto from my friends that did like $60 million in a few months. And it's a bot that they created that buys it when it's low, sells it when it's, it's actually just it's five. It's like, does it multiple times a day and doing very, very well in it. Cool. And, um, and so that was a low risk in an area that I know nothing about. And so I share this with you because, um, you know, I put a couple hundred thousand dollars in just where I'm at and I was willing to lose it, you know? And so that's just, so, but if I wasn't, yeah. if I couldn't lose it, I wouldn't chase sure. the shiny object. Yeah. I would take an asset that even, okay, so the real estate market's going down. It's an asset. Like it's somebody needs a house. And so, so that is very, very secure. It's just not liquid like crypto is. That's why at different seasons of your life, you got to look at what does the climate say? And the climate says, it probably says buy crypto too, because it's low, <laughs> yeah. but, but, but crypto, but so if I knew a lot about crypto, and I know a lot of friends that know a lot about crypto and, and they got their, you know, what's handed to them, but guess what? 
the real estate people are going to be in that spot, except for the ones who did multiple doors, which means they just, instead of investing in a house, they invested in apartments with more people, which is less risky because you're looking for passive income. I don't want to go over anybody's head. I just want to say this is easier than you think. It's a risk management game. And even if I was, even if the market only went down 20%, which I actually think it might go down more. So even if it only went down 10%, there, you've got artificial intelligence. You got to watch these things. You don't watch the news. It's a one big promotional campaign. It's a launch. Right. Right. It is just a launch. Like okay. people need to look into who owns, who owns Fox Network, who owns CNN. People need to look into this. Like this whole fake news thing just confused everybody. You right. know, it's just, right. it, it's much better to be in a network of people who are succeeding. So I do not take my, my advice for wealth from my mother. Right. I pay a hundred thousand dollars a year to be in a room of people I can mastermind with. The difference between twenty thousand and a hundred thousand is very different. I get no coaching. I just get kind of like a podcast. Access. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> okay. and, and I, I take what I learn from a conversation yeah. like this and I go figure it out and I start finding the people to make that work if I know that's my lane. Like how many of you guys right now you know that you should be in the real estate market? next year. Just put me in the chat. Like how many guys know that, right? Like just look at that. Now, Tamara, I think um, the reason why I want to be in Toronto Beach in Puerto Rico and the reason why I could get a home for maybe 2 million or, or even when the market adjusts, maybe even 1 million, that's amazing in a different area of Puerto Rico. With gorgeous views, just absolutely incredible, great community. Or I can go to Dorado Beach, which currently, just so you know, Dorado Beach, the homes are priced at 10 million, 20 million, 30 million, much more than I wanted to spend, right. especially on a tax move to Puerto Rico. Right, <laughs> right, right. Like, How does this work? Okay. It, yeah, like I'm still a California girl, right? Or a Vancouver <laughs> County girl. Like living on an island was not something I thought I was going to do, but I have found it yeah. to be an upgrade, by the way. I have found it to be an upgrade, but it's serious. It's seriously a mental adjustment. So, so now those properties are going down, but why would I pay so much more to be in Toronto beach? Yeah. It's the people. It's the access to the people. Exactly. Same reason why I pay. You might not have to spend a hundred thousand dollars in the mastermind anymore. You just spent 24 million. You're you're, right. Or I get right now we're bidding on 10, $11 million homes that are coming down to 5.5 and they're willing to take it. And so, you know, you just think about that. I think by, by maybe December or Jan- or January, if I'm right, maybe I'm wrong, but, but I don't think I'm going to be a worse spot than I, I, I don't think I'm going to be, I'm not going to lose an opportunity. Right. 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 But if I gain an opportunity, I might be able to get that $10 million home for 4 million. Which you, you know guys obviously know how a recession works. When you buy at the low, eventually it grows just like it has over the course of the last 20 years, and, right? Or not 20, it's been no, 13 or something since 08, but Think no about it's going to happen, right? And no capital gains. No capital gains tax. So I don't have to pay the 1031 game. Like if I sell my house, I got to right. 1031 it into another. No, 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 I can sell property. my house, take the money off the table and spend it on whatever I want. Wow. That's incredible. And and there's so many people doing this, obviously. And it's the people who are people I follow. And so I, I'm excited to see as I continue to get closer in that dynamic and actually apply those things, how that becomes, right? It's like you go to 
uh, an orchard. We talk about gardening earlier. And so it's in my head, you go to an orchard and you decide that you're going to plant your tree near that person. There's going to be crossover in your fruit. Eventually it might take time. They might already be there, but eventually there's going to be crossover and they're going to be like, wow, I didn't know a lemon and a lime tree could come together. And we're like, it's Shanda and Tamara. Hello. <laughs> we got this yeah. zest and here's what's happening. And I think people underestimate that, that value and that necessity sometimes more than any other area of their life because of shame. And so do you mind talking? Cause I know that money is a concept that you like to go right in as you guys have heard, and we're going to round this out shortly, but talk about how shame has affected people's finances over and over again. Um, I'd say one of the biggest things is not asking for help um, when they're going through something. So I actually, uh, I'm doing something called Shand on Demand Monday through Friday on a hardcore business Facebook page. And I'm doing it because I really want to get people to think about creating a million dollar year, a million dollar month, a million dollar weekend, a million dollar day. And all that is, is just wrapping your mind around hope again, and then taking action. And you'll see it's really, it's, it's, it's almost the same strategies. It's just, it really is. So I won't go too much in that, but, but I was saying to them that uh, to today um, we just mapped out some content that's coming out next week. And I'm going to be telling them to look at their bank accounts, whether you're afraid to look at it or you're not. And then I want them to look at it every day because connection is currency. And so if you put up on a wall size post-it, here's how much money is in my bank account, even if it's dismal, right? I've been dismal before. At least you looking at it, it, it lights a fire underneath you to stop ignoring it. But when you don't look at the app or you don't look online or you just wait for your statements to come in, you're sadly usually disappointed with the fruit. And so first of all, I think you need to track it and you need to get real with it because then you can get real with getting yourself moving. Second of all, and that faces shame right there for many people, not all, but for many. Secondly, um, stop using the power of the tongue to judge people with money. There's a reason why people with money, I have a friend who's coming out here who lives in a town and they're, it's a town of believers and the level of shame that they, they live with is so big that my friend's wife said to me a few months ago when we were together that they have no friends in their little town because people judge the fact that they have a lot of money. I mean, he's 53 years old. He was done at 50 and he yeah. dedicates his life to help people like me, um, like sit on our boards and grow our businesses. Right. So now what did I just say a board of people, that's your friends or, yeah. or it's an organized board for a company. But my point is who's advising you matters. And if you are going to get stuck in a, it, it is a very self-centered conversation. Your money is not just for you. I mean, if you really look at scripture, you have been commanded to make more money than you need so you can be a blessing to others. You've also been told to make a lot of money because of the friends you will keep. You are also told that money gives you authority, right? So now look at speaking to the mountains. I'm not saying that you don't have authority if you don't have money, but I'm just saying who you become when you have money is, is great leadership to tackle anything that comes your way because everything breaks y'all, right? Everything breaks. I mean, everything breaks in many relationships. They break in every marketing campaign. They break in every company. Your career to the top is filled with, um, you know, yeah. 
<laughs> giving you extra work that wasn't your work. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just, it's filled with a lot of stuff. And so who you are to get there matters. So I think, I think if you could just get connected and drop the shame on your own finances and realize it's all a build and that there's lots of, it's going to break and who you are to fix the break matters. And then stop shaming other people because I'll tell you, there are videos out there that I say, I'm just not a jet girl. And, and I didn't dawn on me. It was more me trying to, I think, land the communication to people that because I talk so much about money that I just don't want people to think I'm only about money. Sure. Right. However, yeah. it, it touches everything I love. Yeah. You know, so I got to tell my son this morning, he's not allowed to play the game roadblocks, but, but I had, I got to tell him that he owns stock in that company today. (laughs) And he's so excited about that. And and now we're using it for him to understand his financials and to grow the money, you know? And so it's really, it's really neat for him to take responsibility like that. But by the way, the whole, I'm down a jet girl, I ended up going into partnership with a friend of mine to buy a jet. And I needed to, because I lived in Southern California and I was going to just write the check for the cost of the jet was going to go to the government or I was going to step up, have courage and become a jet owner, no matter what I thought I could afford or couldn't, you know? And, and so you start to realize like the people who own the jets, the people who own multiple homes, the people who buy their parents' homes, the people who tied to the church at such a high level, the reason why everybody knows them is because they're generously giving. And what it takes to buy your first jet is a lot. What it takes to have courage to take money out of your house, to invest it in the market is courage. And that courage, everybody's trying to get confidence and you're just not getting confidence until you have the courage and you get confidence because you solve the problems that you face. Y'all, that's, that's the courage, then confidence, then competence, right? And I think that there's that element of everybody is asking the question, how? How am I going to do that? And the biggest piece, first off, you just told them how in one whole chunk of this podcast. So y'all go back and literally activate and do that thing. But simultaneous to that is like, stop asking how, know your intention and then go. And in the process, the how becomes so evident. There's all the time where I'll jump into an idea. My team's like, wait, we didn't, we haven't even talked about that. What is she talking about? I'm like, oh, we're just going to make that. We're going to make that right now because they need it. And so being okay with that, that discomfort allows me to really step into courage consistently, which then develops the competence. So I hope that people who are listening don't do it blindly. Like she was saying, it's this element of faith every single time. Absolutely. But don't let fear be the precursor to that. Let it be the thing that's behind you, pushing you forward. Yeah. And somebody would say a good podcast to follow as well is, um, anything with Dan Sullivan on it oh, He's yeah. the one that had me really discover like courage was first, then it was, then it was confidence and that was competency. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Cause everybody would come up to me and say, Shanda, how are you so confident? And I'm like, I mean, because I just handle the problems, you know? And so Dan Sullivan's a great person for people to watch because he just articulates it so well where you can just go, 
uh, okay, because so, they don't teach us this in school. Right. You know, no, they and they should, they, and we, we can, and, and for our kids, I'm sure you have a whole methodology of their education, his education. Cause I'm the same for my kiddos. I'm like, we're going into entrepreneurship. They already have businesses. They're seven and nine. They talk yep. about their investments. They get in the car at the end of the day and they're like, data, how much did my investment count do today? And they talk about stocks. They know yep. the language because for us, it was another language that we had to adopt in for me in almost into my thirties and now for my kids to be so young and that, like you said, be a part of their conversation, they're going to be so much more equipped. And that's a part of training up our children. It is. And, and if somebody's listening to, to her say that and you feel like you don't, you're not, you're not able to do that for your kids. There's things like my first sale, which is a Christian based. It's a faith based company that's teaching kids how to do this. There's, there's resources out there. You know what I mean? There's resources out there that can help you steward your children. And remember, it doesn't take long to get good at this. It just takes stopping, wasting time, doing things the safe way. You know, it's like, I, I learned how to create cash flow when I lost my homes into foreclosure. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, that's how that's uh, story, very yeah. well a very wealthy person in my life, my stepdad said, I remember exactly where I was going through a Starbucks. And he said, Shanda, let your homes go into foreclosure. It makes a lot of sense at this point. The market's going to correct. You're going to have seven years of bad credit. You're going you're gonna to learn how to create cash because you're not going to be able to rent anything. You're not going to be able to get a loan for a car. You're not going to be able to do anything. And you're probably going to want to do that over the next seven years. It's going to force you to figure out how to get the cash. And sure enough, you know, you just need somebody speaking over you like that. I let my property go. I have a friend that fixed my credit, right? You're welcome. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Okay, um, I'll share it. Yeah, I'll give it to you. And um, and uh, I created cash. And he said, when the market recovers, you will be in a position to buy again. That's exactly what happened. So wow. be smart. Smart people, they are unemotional about what's happening. Let's just be unemotional and set yourself up to win. Twenty-five, dollars or $50,000. Have it in your account. So good, y'all. I'm going to try and get that in there today. Let's go. It's worth it. And you can. That's the biggest thing I want people to hear from all of this is that you can. I remember sitting in a mastermind last year and we were talking about like, what is a, a goal? If you accomplish this thing that you want so big, so the dream, the big, big vision that you know might take you decades to get there, what are you going to do with it? And one of the things I literally talked about, Shanda, was a PJ. And the person sitting next to me was like, what's a PJ? And I'm like, I you don't know about the jet. She's like, you're joking. And I'm like, no, I'm dead serious. I want to do missions work around the world. I want to take my worship team with me. I want to take my pastors with me. I want to take all of these people and I can't do that. And I could do it, but why would I do it when it makes so much more financial sense and time sense? And I'm stewarding every resource that much better. And so I think what you do and how you show up in the world is magnificent. It's given me courage and I'm grateful to it. And I hope that other people get connected to all of the things that you're putting out into the world because it's that good. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. You guys, if you don't know Shanda, you can get all of her links, including the person who helped her (laughs) with all of her finances and credit later today. And I'm so grateful for you. We'll be in touch soon, sister. Thank you. Bye y'all. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. 
Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. This, this is my skyship dreamer. My cargo is stories. And our destination, dreams. With Abide Sleep Stories for Kids, you can help your children fall asleep fast and learn about God. To find these kids' bedtime stories, go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Stories for Kids. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.